I'm Mark Pender for Econoday with Mark Rogers, Senior Economist for Econoday. Mark, we wrapped up a big week last week with news on employment, personal income, and motor vehicle sales. Payroll jobs topped expectations by a good deal, and the employment rate came in way below analysts' forecasts and new uh, recovery low. Still, equities fell on, on Friday and on net for the week. What's behind that? Well, indeed, uh, in some regards, emphasis on some, the labor market is stronger than expect than believed. Payroll jobs jumped uh, two hundred ninety-five thousand in February, and market expectations were for a two hundred thirty thousand increase. And the unemployment rate dipped to 5.5% from 5.7%, and analysts forecast 5.6%. Uh, so uh, some of the headline numbers were clearly stronger than expected. How did the employment... But, but one of the key points is that you know, the markets are worrying about what the Fed's going to do. And uh, good news, quote-unquote, was, quote-unquote, bad news because of worries that the strong headline numbers are going to uh, push forward the Fed timetable for uh, the first rate increase in policy rates uh, in June instead of late, late this year. Still, we're taping um, midday Monday. We don't really see that today. The market, uh, the stock market's popping up nicely. But let's turn back to Friday. Uh, let's look at a couple of sectors which are very important and data on economic data in which have not been um, showing much improvement. And let's talk about on the uh, what they look like on the employment side: manufacturing and construction. Sure, uh, manufacturing decelerated to a gain, still a gain, of 8,000 after 21,000 in January. Uh, however, uh, BLS, Bureau of Labor Statistics, analysts said that manufacturing is on trend if a uh, 6,000 impact in strike activity is discounted. And that was largely related to the West Coast um, activity. Uh, con let's see, uh, construction was up 29,000 after gaining 49,000 the month before. S that's still a positive, but it's showing some deceleration. So those two sectors, they're showing some s softening. Uh, well, those Go ahead. Well, those sectors, uh, wages are, are relatively uh, higher in those sector, uh, uh, sectors compared to the food services or the retail sector where we're seeing uh, employment, uh, more employment growth, if you get what I'm, I'm aiming at. That, absolutely. And this is one thing the Fed's going to be paying attention to or at least debating. Uh, we had deceleration in the high-wage sectors and growth in the low-wage industries, as you mentioned, food services 
in retail, and that translated into only a 0.1% rise in uh, average hourly earnings, and expectations were a little bit higher. On a year-ago basis, wages for production workers are up only 1.6%, and for total workers, only up 2%. So the Fed's going to be looking at the labor market, maybe not as strong as the headline numbers suggested from Friday's employment report. And that's the uh, broad view of the labor market. And uh, wage growth is, of course, a, a key point of debate right now. And earlier this morning, again, we're taping on Monday, we had uh, the Fed's labor market conditions in, index. Now, that's a little, that's a new I- index that's kind of a little bit difficult to read, but the number is lower than it was uh, last time. So, and that seems to be in contrast to this very strong employment report we seem to have gotten on Friday. Absolutely, and what you're saying is the headline numbers, there were the soft spots in deceleration by sectors and in average hourly earnings, and uh, the labor market conditions index is uh, something Janet Yellen and others within the Fed look at, and it decelerated to a reading of four in February from 4.8 in January. It's a relatively new indicator. It's an unofficial indicator put out by the uh, Board of Governors uh, Research Department, and it comes out roughly 10 p.m. the the first business day, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Uh, the first business day after the employment situation comes out. So uh, the deceleration there is going to increase debate within the Fed on uh, the timing of uh, so-called liftoff. Well, let's look at the data that we have this week. Tomorrow, we have the JOLTS report which covers job openings and separations. And then we have also uh, retail sales, another, uh, out of the element of the consumer sector, an important indication on the consumer sector. And then we have consumer sentiment on, on Friday. First, let's talk about JOLTS. What, is, what has it been telling us? Well, basically, that report is still modestly positive, emphasis on modestly uh, there were 5.0.28 million job openings in December, and that was up slightly improved from 4.847 million in November. And this report, it, it lags the employment situation report by one month, but it does give different angles indicating uh, job openings, hires. Uh, What I think is an interesting component is the quits rate. Uh, The quits rate indicates uh, basically how positive workers are about uh, the labor market. And uh, (laughs) you only quit a job when you've got another one waiting on you. And the quits rate has basically been unchanged at 1.9%. It's uh, 
somewhat favorable, but it's not gangbusters. So uh, the JOLTS report is showing a jobs market that is modestly positive, and the Fed is going to be debating whether or not uh, the job market is strong enough for starting rate increases. JOLTS currently is uh, more in the uh, dove arguments than the hawk arguments. Well, let's now move that moderately positive, I think, could be a description for retail sales, which at the headline level have been falling sharply, gasoline related to gasoline prices, but also softness in auto sales. And we had another soft reading in unit sales last week for the month of February. How would you describe retail sales and what should we be looking for on Thursday morning? I think uh, we've got to pay attention to the detail far more than on average. Uh, we've got to discount for lower gasoline prices. As you mentioned, we already have uh, numbers for unit new motor vehicle sales, and they were down a bit. And the level is still decent. But in terms of percentage changes, uh, it's a negative at this point for f February. Uh, markets are actually, I, I'm sorry, uh, market expectations are actually reasonably positive despite uh, the dip in gasoline prices and motor vehicle prices and it could be weather related where uh, shoppers are making up for staying at home during all of the bad weather. Uh, there's a 0.3 percent forecast for total excluding uh, gasoline and motor vehicles up 0.5%. Uh, it's almost certainly a weather-related rebound. Well, that moves us, I think, to Friday and the Consumer Sentiment Report. Now, you would think that sentiment would be less affected by the weather. We had a big burst in consumer readings in January and then a bit of a come down in February. And Friday will offer us our first view of this month, March. Now, uh, how, do you been re how have you been reading consumer sentiment numbers? It's a tough read right now. Winter months are hard to, to read and interpret because of seasonality issues and uh, occasional atypical weather and uh, we've certainly st we're still getting a, a positive feedback from lower gasoline prices and the jobs market is improving but uh, the winter weather can't <laughs> It can dampen consumer spirit, so it's a tough read right now. But uh, the level is good, so the consumer sector is still carrying the load of the economy. Well, thank you very much, as always. Mark Rogers for Econoday. I'm Mark Pender for Econoday.